All right, so I hit go live. Kind of last second there. Cool. All right. Let's go. Uh, we're going to do this one. Comments. I'm going to pull up my... Uh, I'm going to pull up my accounts to make sure it's popping up. Yeah. Yeah, I just got the YouTube notification. So what I can't see is how many people are here. Oh, there it is. We got one in here. Okay. And then let me go over to Facebook. Yep, it's there. Good evening, opinionated. So we'll show it. Sweet. Good evening. We got the opinionated viewer. Oh, my buddy Darius. Uh, you've seen him in a couple videos. You might have even seen that his profile picture when he laid the beat down on me. We were smallly fishing <laughs> on Lake St. Clair. Every time I turned around, listen, every time I turned around, that's what I seen. With him hooked up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And here I was, like, I was having the hardest time hooking up. And uh, I'm like, what are you throwing, man? He's like, oh, I'm throwing the drop shot. I'm like, <laughs> and here I am. I'm like, I'm like totally against the drop shot. And I still didn't throw it that trip, but now I've become like a drop shot aficionado or whatever you want to call it. Like, it's my. <laughs> It's your go-to. It's your confidence bait now, right? Yeah, I think I, I, I'm like, and I remember the first fish I caught on it. I was like, yeah, that is a uh, shout out Darius and Brian for hooking me up with that. Nice. So we got Derek Osmolski. He says what it is. What's up, Derek? Um, what a fellow just finishing. Oh, yeah, the Eagles put a beat down on. They definitely put a beat down on the 49ers. So let's do this got 11 people in we're gonna go ahead cut the music so as you all can tell we got a special guest you ain't seen him yet but he's here he's hiding behind i'm hiding behind that hiding, giant musky lucas he's hiding behind the giant musky right now <laughs> <laughs> one that i cannot seem to catch anymore but i it's not from lack of trying but Without further ado, we've got Curtis, the old minnow boy. What's up, buddy? What is going on, Lucas? Thanks for the um, invite. This will be fun. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for thanks for showing up, man. I appreciate it. Um, so let's jump right into it. Um, I know you had an exciting day today or this weekend. <laughs> um, how did it go? Anyways, tell us what you did. Yeah, it went it went really well. So, um. For anybody that doesn't know, you know, my son and I, I think he's in pretty much all of, all of my content, unless, unless we're on some big water or something. Um, he's eight, but anyway, we, we went out, um, deep in the Pigeon River country, which is right here in our backyard, Pigeon River State Forest, and, uh, went to a, 
a, a lake back there that we love, uh, Cornwall flooding. And we did the, we did the winter camping thing for two nights and, uh, just got back this morning. So it was, it was an experience for sure. We had not, we had not done the winter camping thing before. We, we, we actually, we dipped our toes in the water because can you call it ice camping if you're not actually on the ice, <laughs> like overnight on the ice? Oh, well. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I, I've watched a lot of ice camping, but that's something I haven't tried yet. Although I've really considered it, but um, I haven't tried it yet. So um, you can call it what you want. Yeah. Hey, Basquatch Hunter. Um, oh, the Basquatch Hunter. Okay. What's up, Mike? Cool. So, yeah, we were there. We, uh, you know, spent all day at the lake there two days. We we set, I took two shanties, so we set up one shanty as our base camp, and that was actually on the shore. It was, like, two feet from the edge of the lake. Yeah. But I just, you know, we don't have great ice still up here, and I didn't want to have to deal with you know, water and the floor and everything for, for two days. So we just set up on shore and, and had that as our base camp and did two nights there and then fished out on the lake for two days. And we learned a lot. It was, uh, it was a good time though. So where are you located at in Northern Michigan? Now I, I, I know we've sent each other packages and stuff, but I don't know, like, are you near, you're like Wolverine area? Yeah. Am so I right I, there? Yeah. I live just outside of Wolverine, um, right on Wildwood Lake and, for those who don't know, Wolverine is, you know, 30 minutes up I-75 from Gaylord, you know, is the closest sizable town to us. So, so, and here's one thing I didn't know. Um, I make a annual trip every, every spring up to Burt Lake. We stay right on Burt Lake. Actually, we stay on the Indian River and fish Burt Lake. It's usually right after Mother's Day. Uh, this year, we're going to be going up the Wednesday after Mother's Day and stay until Sunday. A little different, uh, a little different time frame than normal and a little shorter one but this year we're not on the river we actually rented a vrbo right on the lake right on a bay for one of our favorite walleye spots too so we're it's going to nice. be exciting yeah yeah no that'll be cool yeah if, uh when that happens let me know and i'll i'll pop in and just say hey for a few minutes yeah dude i caught that big smallie there last year six pounds uh, but it was only 19 inches so you can only imagine how <laughs> footballish that thing was right <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's that's a it's a great fishery, and I've not done much there at all. I mean, it's it's pretty narrow right in the backyard, but um, generally like speaking, haven't? yeah, I, I've not I've been on it a couple times, honestly. I did, like generally speaking, right? Like I've always just been like a small water, you know, small inland lake type. That's kind of how I grew up in the UP, fishing you know small lakes, and so I don't those big lakes just they kind of intimidate me, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I. I want to get into it because <laughs> I know there's yeah. big fish there to be caught. Oh, but. dude, the, the biggest smallmouth I've ever seen caught or caught personally come out of Burt Lake. And I know mullet is the same way. Yeah. Um, you, you just fish them little flats and there's so much gravel and rock there for them too, which is, uh, which is awesome. Um, Mike, um, here, the Basquatch hunter, what did he say? He's going up to interlock and why isn't that pulling up? Show. I'll be going up to interlock this week on some thick ice. Can't wait. What do you, where are you, where are you going, Basquatch, over there, like Green Lake, or, I don't know that area, area super well, but I don't know, I always hear about Green Lake by interlocking. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I've been on the ice twice this year, well, call it three times, the one time, I had this issue, I don't know if I told you about it, but my GoPro, uh, certain SD cards, 
um, to be honest, uh, they're not all created equal. So I had issues with the SanDisk SD cards. The only one I've ever had issues with. Hmm. Um, it's happened twice now and I'm not letting it happen a third time, but it deleted all my footage off the GoPro and it said it needed to be formatted. Um, I don't know. I kind of read up on it. A buddy of mine says the same thing. He's like, yeah, you got to format the card. And I'm like, man, I've never had to format a card. And I've been using a GoPro for going on three years other than that brand. And, um, I had a killer crappie trip first ice this year. Um, I threw a bunch back, but I kept probably six. I think I kept eight crappie, but I mean, literally the first drop of my ice season, I caught like a 11 inch, 12 inch crappie. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be an awesome trip. And then all the footage. And I'm not kidding when I say everything was deleted. Um, it just said on my GoPro screen, it said, um, SD card needs to be formatted. We'll, uh, all fly, all files will be deleted and I had no oh, option man. but to do it. And I'm like, man, and that's the second time that's happened to me. So I, I actually just tossed them. They weren't very big SD cards either, but I just tossed them. I'm done with them. Yeah. You can't take that risk. Right. I mean, Mm-mm. you you go no. out and catch a giant, right? Like what if, what if, what if that had happened with your first muskie? Right. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I probably would have cried because now that I'm capturing these moments like this, it's like, yep. it, it's, it's hard to accept the fact that something gets screwed up or, or in a fact that it's out of my control, right. Other than the brand SD card, but I didn't know any better, but that's the only brand I've had issues with. So, yeah. Um, so what do we got here? So I'm thinking about going ice fishing tomorrow. Um, I got to travel a little bit North. Um, but I've made a couple phone calls and from what I understand, some of these canals do have ice and I'm thinking about, I got this for Christmas from my dad. There it's we a, go. It's a custom. Uh, this dude actually hand makes these out of wood, hand paints them, but I've got, I've had everything for pike spearing and I actually cut one spearing hole this year and I uh, had one swim through the hole just on an inland lake, but where I'm going to go, um, there's more population of pike and, and it's a smaller area. So I, in going on a weekday morning, there won't be as many people there. So I may have better odds that way too. But I think that's what I'm going to do. If not, I think I'm going to, um, I might be the first one on the ice, but I'm going to check it really well, but I'm going to potentially try for Lake trout. Mm. Um, they come in when they come in for the fall, the spawn, um, they come into this particular area and it's, it's literally, you can walk 20 to a hundred yards any and set up anywhere in there and, and catch them. Guys been catching them up until a couple of days ago when it started freezing over. So I know they're there. It's just, I watched the webcam all day today and nobody was on the ice, but it's been froze over. So I'm like, ah, it's supposed to get cold tonight. Maybe I'll check there first and sput around a little bit and see what happens. But somebody has got to be the first person. Right. Right. So what do we got? Uh, here you go. Mike's answering your question or no, he's not. He didn't say what lake he was going to, um, actually format my cards in my camera before filming. Every time I lost footage once due to corrupt files, I went in the hard way, always format in camera. Okay. So, and that, and that's what I was told too, was to always format the card, but see, I've never had to do that with, uh, the Samsung SD cards I use, uh, knock on wood, but I've, I've been able to completely fill them up and never had an issue. So you always just, so, so 
like when you're done with a project, then you would just delete them on your computer off of the SD yep. card and then just pop it in. Huh? Yep. Yeah. I've always done the formatting thing and, and never, you know, knock on wood. I've not, I've not lost footage yet. Now I, I do have tons of issues with GoPros battery issues, primarily when it's cold, it's can be mm -hmm. a nightmare, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they say them are Endura batteries are a little better, but, um, I've never used them. If, if it's really cold, I'll use uh, an external battery and plug it in. Yeah. And that seems to help, but it's definitely a constant battle with the GoPro or any electronics, you know, when it's that cold out. It says he's going to Ellis Lake. Yeah, Ellis I'm not Lake. Familiar. Yeah, I'm not either. I, I, I don't know that area, that side of the state super well, but cool. Good luck. Uh, my buddy Dennis, you see a picture with the muskie. I shared a picture. He caught one the other day. The whole group was at spillway today. Where were you? Well, I was at work, unfortunately. Um, which, which was the name of this show today is I'd rather be fishing. <laughs> That's what I wish I was doing all day today. <laughs> but unfortunately, um, when you work for the power company, sometimes they, they ask quite a bit of you and I don't mind. I enjoy my job. So a little bit extra here and there. Um, Scott Hill says I carved my own decoy that I use for spearing and see, so everybody's got their own technique with spearing. I, I, I watch a lot of guys spear and, um, some people like live, big live sucker minnows. Some people use like a jig with a skirt that kind of, you know, it kind of puffs out. People use spoons, your jig spoons, you know, so everybody's got their own technique, but, um, I've, I'm only familiar with, you know, just your, your spearing decoys. Which this one looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. I mean, my that's dad a used to classic uh, red and white for a pike, right? <laughs> yeah, and he used to spear a lot. Um, you know, when he was my age, and they had their own spearing shack set up on Saginaw Bay, and that was uh, that was uh, what they did. You know, he's a small hidden lake, twenty minutes south of Traverse. Um, so yeah, up that way, a uh, lake I want to get onto is Lake Charlevoix. I know you and I were talking about Lake Charlevoix. I've yeah. got a buddy that fishes. I'm sure you watch him as much as I do. Um, gone wild. Yep. Uh, do you know them guys at all? I I don't. I mean, I, yeah, I, I've never talked to them in person, but okay. Um, Alvin, I know he's, he, he is, he's from that area, right? Yeah, Vanderbilt. I, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I came across his YouTube videos. Uh, one of the deer camp ones, man. And I was like, dude, this is, this is really cool stuff. You know? Yep. Um, just the way it was all put together and uh yeah definitely definitely really cool videos for sure and and so last year he did a lot of lake trout fishing yeah um i noticed and uh even up on i know where you and i were talking up in the straits which is another spot that i would love to go man my nephew went last year and he said like i forget if he said 40 or 60 foot of water but he said literally you can see the bottom you can see him eat your jig and uh it's it's just crazy yeah. Yes. Alvin last year did that epic one day trip where he caught walleye on Saginaw Bay in the, I don't remember which, which was morning and which was evening, but he literally caught walleye on Saginaw Bay and then was on the straits catching lake trout in the same day, morning and yeah. evening. Yeah, <laughs> and he, crazy. he pulled it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's wild. I remember watching that. Uh, he did really good on Saginaw Bay last year too. And that's another thing I'm keeping my eye on. Uh, I got a buddy that runs a charter out of there and, um, I had already just talked to him a few days ago. I said, I know you're getting ready to start running out there this week, like later in the week. 
I said, the second you're on fish, just call me because I want to go, you know, because they may only run rather than going to the shipping channel out by the spark plug. They may only go four because we'll go off the east side. Uh, they may run only four miles and get out to the slot, which is like 14, 16 foot of water. Yeah. And th- there'll be walleye there. Um, we uh, had an okay season last year. It's just, it seems like a lot of times when I go walleye fishing in Saginaw Bay, either it's lights out like ice fishing or it's, they got lockjaw. Like I'll mark 200 fish on the graph and maybe two of them will bite. And it just dried, like, I'll be sitting there jigging. And I'm like, okay, yeah, here comes another one. No, he's not going to bite. And they just come in all lethargic. And I'm like, man, what do I got to do to get these fish to bite? That makes a long day out there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But you had a pretty good trip on the bay uh, with your boat, new personal best walleye. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was a pretty epic day. What, that was three, three weeks ago now, I guess. Um, so... Yeah, and, and I'm not, I, I don't claim to be a, a great walleye fisherman. Well, and, and you know, right? Like when you're on a boat, when you're trolling the bay, it's it's a group effort, right? You know? Yes. Like like a board goes off and who's going to grab the rod type of thing, you know? So, right. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a different kind of fishing to me, right? And I don't know, maybe p- people would probably disagree with, some people would disagree with me on this. You can't disagree that trolling is a different kind of fishing, right? To me, like like trolling the bay is a it's a it's a strategy game right like mm-hmm. it's what bait are you using how fast are you trolling the depth right all that you know how far are you running back all that stuff right it's like yep. it's almost like a kind of a cat and mouse like strategy game you know versus like okay you're actually you know casting or jigging and then like strategically fighting a fish you know right. on on lighter tackle right it's like right Trolling is more like, hey, finding the fish that are going to eat, right? And once yep. you find them, okay, you get them and you hook them up. And is there a little bit of a challenge to it, you know, reeling them in and keeping keeping them on? Yeah, to some extent, you know, but um, yeah, especially like you know, you know, any of those smaller fish, right? It's like reeling in a wet sock, you know? Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, but, but again, there is that, like that strategy part to it, I know is what really fires a lot of people up and it, I mean, holy cow, they're, well, you know, right. There are people out there that they know what they're doing and, and they catch fish pretty much every time they go out and they're good at it and a mad respect to them. They catch fish even when the fish aren't biting for yeah. sure. Yep. Uh, what happened there? Do you still got me? No. Yep. I got you. Okay. Something happened there. Um, yeah, them guys will still, they'll catch fish even when the fish aren't biting which is wild. Now I grew up fishing the bay. Um, there we go. For some reason, everything just shut off there. Uh, I grew up fishing the bay actually prior to filming YouTube videos and stuff like that, or, or running a social media. It was, um, I had a, a boat set up for walleye and salmon. So I used to troll Lake Michigan. Well, Lake Huron a lot prior to, the salmon die off because of the alewife die off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to go Harbor Beach a lot and Port Sanilac, Lexington. Um, but after all that kind of fell out, we went, we would go to Ludington four or five weekends out of the year and we'd actually fish tournaments. But man, I was on the Saginaw Bay. There was a stretch there back in 2010 where I was probably, I was trolling for walleye probably three out of seven days a week. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was uh, it was wild, but crawler harnesses, cranks, you know, whatever. We it got to the point where I was just throwing random stuff out there to see if they bite it, you know. Um, <laughs> no, I, I am extremely familiar with the east side of the lake. I know nothing about the west side. Like I, I've only fished the east side. That's that's where I grew up, and uh, I could tell you where they're at. Depending on the time of the year and water temp, I could probably have a good idea where they're at that time of year on the east side but the west side i I know it's all the same water but just where people go to get them um i don't know the i don't know the uh terminologies i don't know the locations like the black hole and all this other stuff like i'm not i could go find it but right where i camp in caseville man i can go a mile out from the end of the pier and troll for walleye and usually do pretty good any from from april to september They'll move, but there, there's usually some fish there. Got the Michigan fishermen here. I need to hit the Saginaw Bay this year. Yes, you do. And we need to hit the Saginaw River. Uh, you might have seen uh, Brian. He's a, he, he's a local Lake St. Clair guy. Oh, yeah. um, yep. Uh, real good dude. I actually met on here, and uh, we became friends. And we, we still try to hook up and fish. You know, with my work schedule, it does not match up with any normal person's work schedule. So that's that's where it's like whenever I get the opportunity to fish with somebody, I enjoy it. But then at the same time, I'm used to being by myself all the time. Right. Um. So last year, I think I ice fished with other people, friends, like twice. <laughs> and we had a long ice season last year. Yeah, we did. Um. Any new, oh, here we go. Yeah. And this is one thing I want to, so I was trying to, I was trying to add video clips to this, but I was having struggles with it. Now we, we were conversating prior to going live about me and my, um, lack thereof knowledge of, uh, technology. <laughs> what I was trying to do is I had video clips set up cause I was going to put them up from your channel and stuff. And, uh, I just couldn't get them to upload to this platform, but so I'll let you answer this question. Any um, new baits coming from Old Minnow Boy this year? Yeah, that's. Uh, and you guys that might not know, uh, Curtis Old Minnow Boy is a lure creator, and I, I had exclusive inside look and and uh, was able to get an opportunity at the lure he made this year. And if you look back at some of my videos, I used only his lure, and it catches fish. There's just no way. And, and you know, when you get a new lure, it's always like, Oh, I'll throw it a little bit. No, I went out and dedicated time to just throwing that. And although it's a different than your normal top water, it, the fish still just, they, they couldn't resist it. And I was, I was thoroughly impressed, but I'll let you go with it from there. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, yeah, we, we did the rattle rat this past year and, um, yeah, it's gone, it's gone really well. And honestly, like my, my thought process with that was, there's a couple different rats out there on the market. Right. Um, you know, and I, and I've, I've used them all, but they were, most of them are pretty pricey. <laughs> you know, you're talking mm-hmm. about, and well, you know, right. Like when you're looking at musky yeah. baits, <laughs> Oh, good Lord. <laughs> you spend a lot of money on a musky bait, but even, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of those higher end wake baits, same thing. Right. But anyway, mm-hmm. I, you know, we've, wanted to to get something out there that was on the lower end and more affordable and and at the end of the day like you said lucas it just catches fish we had so many amazing days and again for us it's just small local inland lakes but like i think part of it is because it is something different um i think that's a part of it you know 
whether it's mm-hmm. a pressured lake or not, you know, there's some days where, you know, you throw a spinner bait all day long and you're just, they don't want it, you know, because maybe right. that's, that's what they've been seeing, you know, every day for the last week or whatever. And, um, but yeah, you throw something different out there, like, like the rat, you know, and we, we just caught, we caught a ton of great bass this year on it and had a ton of fun with it. And, and, uh, you know, got tons of great feedback from folks. So, yeah, but uh, to get back to the, to the question, um, uh, Darius, yeah, there, there absolutely is, uh, I don't know. I can't let the cat completely out of the bag yet, but, um, I, I do actually just last week, I got a, 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 a full production run of, of what we're going to be releasing in the spring. I will tell you it is a, it is a topwater bait and it is, uh, it is akin to the rat, but it is very different. So <laughs> more, more, I'm, more, I'm more to come on that. <laughs> I'm definitely intrigued, man. Cause that rat was, it was awesome. Uh, I just, I caught three different species on one lake. On one lake, it was a rock bass, large mouth and a small mouth all in the same lake on, on the one, on the one rat. Like I think I was using the mad ratter. That's the one that's kind of like a bluegill pattern with some yellow and blue. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm talking like, and if dude, if rock bass got to be like three, four pounds, could you imagine how they, they would fight? Like they'd be, it'd be like better than a smallmouth to fight. Like they are so aggressive. <laughs> yeah. I, we, I caught quite a few rock bass this year on, on the rat and you'll, ha- you know, you get, a, you get a 10 inch rock bass and you think that it's a three pound large mouth, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. And I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> crazy. Uh, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that coming up then. See what you got uh, up your sleeve. Joe Nager, uh, another uh, fellow Lake St. Clair Slayer, he actually just went up to, he went up north somewhere. I don't know if he crossed, I'm pretty sure he crossed the bridge. He said, I- I'm I'm tired of not having ice, so I'm driving north. And uh, he, him and his wife went up there and did some ice fishing. I don't know how he did just yet. Um, but he said he's interested in hitting Saginaw river. Uh, I've never ice fished a river. So here, let me tell you, give you a little piece of advice. Cause it's another body of water. I've fished for most of my life. Um, wait until it's extremely safe. Like guys have been going out there because there's current, although it's not current, like the St. Clair river that you're used to where it's, it's whipping, there's still current. And if you go through, man, uh, you may not be coming back up. Also, uh, heavy jigs, like, uh, jigging spoons, like buckshot spoons. Buckshot spoons, uh, the the bigger ones. I'm not p- sure of the size numbers and all that jazz, but a bigger buckshot, Swedish pimple, jig and Rapalas, the bigger jig and Rapalas. Um, don't know what number they are, but not the ones for panfish. You want the bigger ones because that current, you know, the lighter you go. I mean, you could be jigging your hole right here, but your lure might be 20, 20 yards downstream. And like Scott had just said, spud your way out. Uh, just like you go anywhere else, always follow the tracks where other people are, are going um, and hit the popular spots. You know, if you're going up Saginaw River, uh, you know, you got Bay City, you've got Vets Park, you've got. Um, um, what the heck's that bridge? Zawaki Bridge is a Zawaki launch right there. I was actually there the other day um, picking up pike bait. There was a shad die off. So what did I do? Drove up and picked up a bunch of dead shad off the river bank. <laughs> Since I can't catch fish, I said, and that's a whole different ball of wax itself, man. Like I, I've, I gotta tell you, I've been on a complete struggle bus. Uh, love your videos on the river, Scott. 
Um, so yeah, Saginaw River Joe. If you got any questions, man, Joe, you've got my cell phone number. Feel free to text me. Um, Darius, nice more top water. I know Darius threw that rat around a little bit. Um, I know he said he had some blow-ups, but Darius is like me and like a lot of other fishermen, I'm sure. Um, you have a hard time throwing a new bait, especially if it's something you're unfamiliar with. Yeah. Um, like that's why I never gave the drop shot a chance. But then when I caught my first drop shot fish, it was like a 19 inch smallmouth, And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm sold. I'll, I'll use it now. <laughs> and now it's like permanently tied on always. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough to try new baits, especially when you like, when you have limited time to fish, right. Whether that's, mm -hmm. you know, in a given day or like in a given week, right. Like, you know, <laughs> it's always tough not to throw your confidence bait you know like if i if i only have one chance to fish this week like i want to catch fish right? right um so i'm gonna go out and throw my confidence bait fortunately for me you know around here anyway it's like my confidence bait right now is the rattle rat yeah <laughs> but, but uh you know that that changes over time too so um i oh for sure let's see i have the hardest time committing to a jerk bait i have plenty i just don't feel it's right for some reason well let me tell you what um opinionated viewer um and darius will tell you this also if anybody's throwing a jerk bait from ice out until summer it's gonna be me i throw the jerk bait like it's a like some people throw ned rigs they don't ever take it off i was catching jerk jerk bait bass um well into june this year um which is is not normal they they usually kind of go they 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 don't hit it as much once the water warms up, but I couldn't, I couldn't look because for me, the bite is so addictive because the way I work it, just snap it hard a couple times and let it sit there. And when they yank a, a slack line, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's, it's so addictive. That's one of my favorite bites is a jerk bait bite. Um, so yeah, uh, Berkeley Stunna is a good one. Although the hooks, I'm not a fan of Berkeley hooks. Um, the really light wire. Um, so if you catch, I've had them trashed after one Northern and Northern will like, if you're going to throw a jerk bait in the spring, throw like a 40 pound leader on at least because the Northern's just, you'll catch more Northerns than anything it seems. But I had one uh, completely trashed the hooks on that Berkeley stun a first fish. So that's just one little tip is if you're going to use the Berkeley's um, think about upgrading the hooks on those. I, I personally like Rapala's. Um, th there's so many different brands out there now, though. Um, KVD makes a really good one. Um, I feel the same about a jerk bait. Not a fan, but they like it. Uh, <laughs> one of the first times me and Darius were fishing this spring, I was actually throwing top water. I think it was like April. <laughs> I couldn't get him. And once again, he was out fishing me, right? And, um, I'm just like, man, like, what am I doing wrong? And it, I'm throwing everything he is. And then I'm like, screw it. I threw on a whopper plopper or something. And, uh, <laughs> we were fishing with Mike, the Basquatch guy that was in here a little bit ago. And he's like, did Lucas get a fish yet? He's like, no, he's back here throwing top water. <laughs> I was too. Um, so here's another question from Darius. Still haven't shook the skunk yet. And I haven't told many people about this. Darius knows because I call him daily, right? He knows all of my uh, misfortune lately. And uh, <laughs> so what I'm going to do quick, um, what I'm going to do, because I didn't have this ready yet. I'm going to step off. I'm going to leave you on here. Okay. And um, let me see if I can do this. And I'm going to go. I got to grab something I want to show everybody. So if you're in here right now, 
uh, hang out and I'll be right back. Cause I got a, I've got, I got what I think is the cause of all my issues and, um, I need some ideas on what to do with it. So if you guys could hang out a minute and, um, maybe you could help drum up some ideas for me to, uh, help me get this situation going here. So but what do I want to do? I want to, um, let's see, look, can we just put you up there? There we go. Okay. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. Hey, JBT. See your comment there. Welcome. Scott Hill, I just I just subbed you. I don't know how I wasn't uh, wasn't subscribed before, but I'm gonna check out your stuff on the YouTube's. Actually, I think there's a couple other people in here that I need to check and sub on as well. I don't think I'm subbed to the Basquatch, so gotta check that out. There we go. Cool. I see you now, Mike. Subbed. Yeah, thanks, Darius. We're we're uh, we're grinding on it. <laughs> we keep grinding on it. It's uh it's a lot of work, but we have a blast and we're making a ton of making a ton of good memories so oh, boy. lots of fun okay so do we get anybody new okay so we lost a couple that's fine oh, they might be back so yeah, check i don't this know out. If, i don't know if you'd seen jbt i think he's new in the house oh he is okay what's up jbt what do we got looks at you deacon scott yeah make sure you check out old is is he from your community? No, nope. Okay. Well, check out old Middleboy too here. What happened? How come the branding ain't there anymore? Did I get shut off? Hmm. I don't know what happened there. I don't see. Oh, okay. I know why. Um, it's because I got this on here. Well, welcome uh, Fishing with JBT. Good to have you. Appreciate you stopping by. Um, Looks like JBT's Nick. a catfisher. Oh, nice. I like it. <laughs> That's something that I'd like to do. Saginaw River, dude. They got some big catfish in there. Big cats. So check this out. Um, how early did he start to? Okay. What, what opinionated uh, reviewer? We're going to, well, I'll have him answer that question for you. You want to answer it now? Or are you talking about you and Zach? Oh, it doesn't matter. But I... Here, yeah, I'll pull it up. And then I want to get into this uh, quick story. Yeah, let me read it. How early did you start taking your little guy ice fishing? I always was, uh, I think I was scared to take them his first trip at five. He stepped right in the hole and fell through. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zach has put his foot in a, in a, <laughs> through a hole once. We didn't have the camera rolling, but, um, and fortunately it was just a six inch hole. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think I started taking him out on the ice when he was, I think five. So probably, probably maybe the same as, uh, same as your kiddo, but, um, yeah, he, he loves it. And, and I uh, yeah, I could talk more about that, but yeah. I, I think it was around five. He's gonna be uh he's gonna be quite the angler. 
Zach. Yeah, he's uh, he's becoming one pretty quickly. So, <laughs> um, so real quick, I want to get into the story, and maybe maybe anybody that's hanging out here or you yourself, Curtis, can help me out here. But I, so I've been on the the biggest struggle bus that I can remember. Now, and for me, although I'm fairly consistent as an angler, we're in this weird weird transition of the it's it's the lakes are freezing it's really cold but there's not enough ice to ice fish so i've been doing a lot of musky fishing and although i was successful um and i don't i don't fish it every day right i'll run down there before work and cast for four or five hours which is a lot of time casting big musky lures but i'm, I'm just fishing the spillway so it's just a small area um the last musky i seen caught was probably 48 inch musky super thick and when i was helping the guy net it i pulled this out of him yeah. now and i seen it in there i seen it in his mouth and i'm telling you the hook is in perfect condition i don't know how well you can see it but look at the voodoo like hand-tied baylor twine rubber band like they tied on this, this skirting is not your normal bass skirting. This looks it's like, like bristles. Is it like harder bristles? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I'm trying to think of what it reminds me of, but I'm telling you, this is not, this was made a long time ago. Although the, the, the tie where you tie on the eyelet is, is rusted off. The hook was buried in the top of his mouth. Perfectly fine. But somebody legit like tied this. Like you, Nobody these days are doing this. You know what I mean? Like this is something, this is old school. But I feel like it's putting a jinx on me because ever since I've pulled this out of that muskie's mouth, I've never, I haven't seen a fish caught and I haven't caught a fish and it's been a month. <laughs> you should have left, you should have left it in there, Lucas. Well, here, so I thought of it like this. I was like, this is, this is great karma. So I'm, I'm helping this muskie out. Dude, this thing, how many years do you think that's been in there? I mean, it, it, it wasn't just from this season. No. It wasn't from no. last season. Like, this is old school hand-tied. Like, somebody had these. I, I don't even know where you would get this stuff from. Because this ain't rubber. This is, like, hard plastic. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But somebody lost that, got bit off. Who knows how small that muskie was when it happened? But that jig was in there for a long time. And ever since I felt like I was doing that muskie a favor, I've had the worst luck. And I mean, I'm not talking just fishing like, well, fishing luck, yes. But I've lost like three lures since then. I've exploded like two backlashes that I had to completely strip all the line. And it ended my fishing trip. The backlash was so bad. I'm like, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even dig this out right now. Um, but just the most wild I've never seen it. And I mean, the Isn't closer that, I looked at it. That just looks like a standard. It's like a Northland tackle jig or something, right? Yes. Like, yes. Yep. With, uh, it's got, I don't even think that's a rubber band. I think it's just, uh, it's like string, some type of string. Yeah. It, it looks like bailing twine or some kind of hemp rope or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's held up, but, um, so I had a few ideas. This is me. I, I my buddy Burke. He hasn't been well. His name Brick, but I call him Burke because I always thought it was Burke. But 
Um, it's actually Brick. He, uh, the guy I went steelheading with, he, I suggested to him that I set it on a container of tannerite and shoot it and explode it that way. Um, I had another suggestion of, of destroying it. There was throw it back in the spillway. And I'm like, well, if I throw it back in the spillway, that might be even worse luck. Um, so I'm like, I feel like I got to destroy this thing. <laughs> Opinionated I, so, so, viewer says burn it. He says burn I it. Thought, I, I thought this was going to bring me good luck. You know what I mean? That was the whole idea of digging it out and, and saving it. And I'm like, this is a cool conversation piece, right? This is going to be awesome. And uh, little did I know, it's like the only thing that, and I'm not saying like, I haven't seen a fish caught in a month and I'm, and I'm not the only one casting down there. There's four or five guys every time I'm down there. Yeah. <laughs> and I, then I, my buddy went steelhead. We went steelheading. He caught the one the weekend before they caught 15. And I said, well, just get used to it. If you're going to hang out around me, this is just the way it is anymore. <laughs> and he's like, no, dude, it ain't. And I said, yeah, it is. Trust me. <laughs> so, so Darius says you got to fish with it, but here's the ticket, right? Like, and I agree with Darius, but what you need to do, you need to get a, you need to get a crucible. You got to melt that jig down, Lucas. You okay. got to melt it down and re-pour it and then catch a fish with it. And that will release the curse. <laughs> I just feel like destroying this somehow would be my, would be the easier option. Perform Scott an says exorcism. perform an exorcism. Yeah. <laughs> do you specialize in that, Scott? Like, yeah. Yes, Scott, you live fairly close to me, I think. You said Oakland County, so you can't be that far away. <laughs> bring the uh, bring the holy water and all that. Yeah, you can. Oh, maybe, I mean, that, I mean, maybe that's a niche for somebody. As as fishermen, though, we're, there's superstition, right? Don't bring a banana on the boat, and all these other superstition things. And uh, so I'm always I'm always thinking about well, what's going on. And uh, it's the only thing that's different in my life is this freaking jig. That looks like some hand-tied voodoo jig. You know what I mean? Like it, it looks like a voodoo doll. It totally does. It does. No, and that's yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, the hook's still tacky. The hook's in good shape, like I say. But um, I don't know what to do with that thing, man. It's uh, it's definitely it hasn't brought me good fortune. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> did the exact opposite that I thought it was going to do. Oh man. So I got people saying, burn it, uh, burn it. Um, exorcism, Joe Nager. Yes, I am cursed. I think some people are saying I'm crazy, but, um, they've got their own, um, thoughts. Uh, just a bad time to fish. Yeah, it is. But people still catch fish down there. Just not when I'm there. So in, <laughs> <laughs> in, I actually took this the last time I went musky fishing and uh, I set it on a rock right there where I was fishing, just like as an offering <laughs> to the fish gods. I'm like, okay, what do we got to do here? Let's work this out. Lucas, you know, the more, the more that you throw this out there, like when you arrive, does everybody just leave now? Because they know that when you're there, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> no. And honestly, last time I was there, nobody showed up. So I think they were driving by and they seen my truck there and they're like, yeah, not today. We'll wait till he leaves. <laughs> Wait till he leaves and then we'll try it. And it's no good having the place to yourself if you know you can't catch a fish. <laughs> well, that's just it. I'm like, oh, all right, nobody's here. I got the best spot. And it's like, well, it really doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> oh, wow. Derek Osmolsky says, catch a fish with it. Well, 
Yeah, that's, that's catch 22 there. I, I may, I mean, maybe I'll take it ice fishing or something and do the unthinkable <laughs> and have a pike bite it off and, and go right back into an Esoc's mouth right where it came from. That might be the ticket right there. You need to you need to offer it back to the Esox gods. <laughs> right, exactly. It belongs back in a fish's mouth, swimming <laughs> freely. <laughs> it was crazy too, man. Like it, it's it was in there. It was deep in there, and it was just it came out, but it obviously had been there a long time. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. So, like I said, I thought it'd be a cool conversation piece to keep, but the more I have it, the more I feel like I got to get rid of this thing. Um, so what else we got? Just put a Z-Man plastic on it and you're all set. Yes. Um, Darius says, you'll get back on them soon, bro. Just happy. I'll be happy just to wet a line here soon. Yeah. Yes. I'm hoping maybe tomorrow will be my day. Like I said, I'm going to cut a spear and hole. Um, well, first, I'm going to go check the ice along the break wall to see if I can get on that for lake trout. That's that's like priority. And then if, if I can't, I know where I can cut a spear and hole and hopefully spear a pike. Don't ruin your ice luck. Well, I think it's too late for that. I got to somehow <laughs> I gotta somehow get rid of this jinx. Um, I don't know if you guys hadn't been in yet, but my dad got me this for Christmas. Uh, a little hand custom. A guy he knows makes custom. Uh, oh, Jesus, I bumped the mic. Probably sounded bad. I got, you know, custom on uh, the cameras backwards. How are those fins attached on the bottom, Lucas? Those just like aluminum With screws. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it, and it's weighted? Does it have lead in the belly? It does. Um, and, and I was told the tie spot here. Uh huh you may have to adjust that over time once it starts absorbing water and stuff um, to adjust that. You may have to run that out and move it front or back a little bit, you know, closer to the head, closer to the tail, one way or the other, just to help with the swimming action. But it's pretty sweet. I, I bought a store, bought one, you know, but pretty sweet. This guy, you know, that's what he does. So I thought it was pretty cool. I had asked my dad for uh, a couple of his spear and decoys. And uh, this is what he come up with. So he went and picked up one of these. I guess he didn't want to get rid of his too bad yet. <laughs> yeah, I I gotta show. You. I'm gonna I'm gonna step out for a second because yeah. I I bought a dark house this year from from uh, an old guy who speared at it for speared out of this dark house for decades. It's really old. It's sitting right here on. I haven't pulled it out on the lake yet because we don't have ice yet. But he okay. gave me he gave me two decoys with it, and you got to see him. So I'm, I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to run okay. and grab them real quick. Okay, I'll be watching before you come back. Derek Osmolsky. Yeah, I'm going to be up your way tomorrow. Uh, that's the plan as of now. I haven't checked the weather, but rumor has it I can get on the ice in a couple different spots. I was talking to Scott Walsh on the phone today. Um, I had to adjust my fins as well on my homemade. Yeah, so I guess that makes it easy having those screws there. You can adjust the fins, but then you can also adjust, you know, your tie point. So if that's got to be done, then that's what I'm going to do. Beverly Pulaski, hello, mother. Fish with it. That's what I'm saying. You could catch, you, you could catch a great fish. Yes. 
I feel like I'm evening the odds more and more I go out. Got you back. All right. You ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> These do not win the pretty award, I think, but I, I, I'm hoping they win the functional award. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy this. cow. This, this is the small one, Lucas. <laughs> oh, dude, that's like... So that's like just bigger than your that your hand. Like if you were to hold your hand up, oh like yeah, that's... yeah, it's totally, wow. it's as big as my hand, but it's like a hundred percent hand carved and yeah. He claimed that this says oh, it's got a date on the bottom, twenty fourteen. I guess he carved it, but check this one out. So I guess that's supposed. I mean, it's panfish profile, right? It looks like yeah. a bluegill or whatever. But then check this bad boy out. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Dude, and so the thing is with those giant decoys, it's not it's gonna bring in a spearable fish. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. awesome. Yeah, so I I bought the dark house from the guy and he's like, Well, I guess I'm not gonna need these anymore, so he just gave them to me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and I'm not even like we don't even have you know, big pike in the lake here, but I just, I've never speared before and I just want to try it. And, and, you know, our, so, our lake here has special regulations. There's no size limit. No, you know, no, so there, we're so trying to clear the small ones out. So the thing with spearing is it's a, it's a good opportunity to uh, harvest some bigger pike. And I, I like catching big pike and, and turn them loose, but I also like eating pike at the same time. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, an opportunity to to select harvest some because you, you you don't have to spear them. You know what I mean? They come in, whatever. But um, it's an adrenaline rush, you know, because you're jigging that because the pike, they just come in so slow and you'll see them out of the corner of the spearing hole. And it's just like, you know, you're waiting, you're waiting. And sometimes, you know, you, you get a spear into them. Sometimes they take off. It's yeah. it's really a timing thing, because if they go to strike the decoy and realize it's fake, um, you know, the gig's up. Right. They're gone. Um, so one thing I can tell you is always have the head of your spear. Like if you're sitting in your shack waiting, just have the have the spear rested on your shoulder with the head of it in the water already because they're so spooky. Extremely yeah. spooky. That's one of the main takeaways from spearing that that I can share, I guess, as far as uh just being trying to be discreet. And you're saying you bought a dark house, so um, that was the other thing. This dude in the bait shop was telling me people used to, you know, dress like paint the insides of their shacks, uh, whatever color they would paint them and they would match the clothes and everything because you cut a big hole in the ice and the pike are always looking up, right? So you go to dip your face over the hole and they can bust out. It's like deer hunting, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So I figured I'd save a uh, save a few chatter baits and stuff for the bass fishermen and try to get a couple of the pike out of the lake. Yeah, Darius, I will say this is from henceforth now and forever. This is the Pokemon decoy because that's like the perfect description. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Nick Barrett says that other one looks like a sucker, and that's what I thought too. It, no, was, it, it, it absolutely profile. does. He's got like the snout turned down. It's definitely yeah. It's a hundred percent meant to look like a sucker. So. Yeah, wild times. Trevor, Trevor Indu says pink, Luke. So I'm assuming he means color uh, as far as decoy. And I hear that is popular. Um, 
if that's what you meant, Trevor. Pink. Um, absolutely. I put a hanger on my tent pole and spear above the hole. What did you say? I put a hanger on my tent pole for the spear. Of, oh, I, I got you. So he's got something where he can just, the spear's already in it, and he just got to grab it and then deploy it. Yeah, hang it. Hang it right there so it's ready to. That's cool. Yeah, we're going to learn the ropes with it this year and just goof around and hopefully get a get a video of uh, of spearing a few pike. They won't be big, but we just got to gotta learn the ropes. Yeah, so one, thing I wanted, one thing I want to do, it's, uh, it'll be an unpopular video, but that is what it is, I guess. But uh, I want to spear. So Lake St. Clair is one of the very few, if, if the only lake in Michigan, you can actually spear perch. Hmm. Um, so I want to do a pike and perch spearing trip at least once out there. I want, I want to try to spear a perch. It just sounds cool. You know what I mean? Like that little frog of, Yeah. That raises the bar on the accuracy aspect, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I've watched videos on it before and I know Michigan out of doors has been out there and they've done it. Um, but if you can get on the perch out there, man, it's, it's fantastic perch fishing. Yeah. But it's just like perch fishing anywhere you go. It's, it's uh, finding them and then staying on them. Yeah. Do people use perch. a different spear, like a smaller spear for, for the perch? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they're, they're just like a pike spear, just thinner tines. I think some people have used, because the, they'll be pike spearing and then make an attempt at spearing a perch. Um, But you would need like a weighted frog spear type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it would definitely like... It, like Geiger Road on the Saginaw Bay, that would be, although you can't legally spear there, that would be an ideal spot because it's like three foot deep, mm. which is a, it's phenomenal perch and pike fishing out there, but yeah, you, you can't spear, you spear pike, but not perch. Just crazy to think that there's actually a body of water that allows you to legally spear perch. So why not take the opportunity and at least try it, at least have the spear with me if I'm perch fishing. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. If we get the ice, I know it's supposed to get cold this week. Um, we're talking single digits and below zero, you know, real field type stuff. So, yep, yeah, and quite a few days str strung together in a row, I think. So stuff should make some good up. ice. Yep. Um, I know the guys on Lake St. Clair, like the bait shops and stuff. That guy is he's like itching for the ice because you know it's a big part of his business. Um, he quit buying musky lures and, uh, that's the only thing people were fishing for because there wasn't fishable ice. There was for a little bit, but I went in there to pick up a, a swim dog or maybe a Poseidon or something. And, um, he's like, yeah, I'm not buying anymore. I'm like, well, okay. But so at Spillway, there's a few popular colors, white, orange, and black with white. Um, th there's just the main the main colors that are the best on that lake and especially in the spillway. I'm like, man, you should order a few because yeah, anybody can order stuff online and do that. But if I break off or I cast one off and I'm down here, your bait shops a mile from the spillway and it would be really convenient just to come up here and buy one, you know? Yeah. I know they wouldn't sit on the shelves anyways. Cause there's, there's guys fishing there all the time. 
Let's see. Uh, Joe Nager, I speared perch on Lake St. Clair. Sometimes when those jumbos come in, have lockjaw, you got to throw some steel at them. See, that's my <laughs> type of fishing, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just it. I mean, those big ones always. So, like, I've caught some jumbo perch on the Saginaw Bay. Like, they're hanging out with the walleye. These weren't schooling perch. They're just random cruisers that are hanging with walleye. And um, they'll eat. But when you get a big school of perch, the big ones just, they get that lockjaw. So there you go. Yeah. So Joe, are you using, cause I mean, are you using a normal spear or is it a downsized, um, like a frog spear type of thing? Yeah, that's wild. I hope the wind don't ruin any ice we get on St. Clair. Yeah. A lot of people are, are hoping for that for sure. Lake St. Clair is such a goofy lake though, because the, the Detroit, well, the current, you know, so You've got Lake Huron, you got St. Clair River, you got Lake St. Clair, you got Detroit River, you got Lake Erie. So that, which makes it that that water color that it is, that 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 uh, turquoise blue. Um, but there's just a lot of current. There's a lot of current, so rarely does it freeze up. I'll a few like sometimes guys will get out a couple of miles, but there's that current there that always seems to break the ice from the uh, river current. Um, and to go back, we were talking about trolling. You were talking about trolling walleye in the Saginaw Bay. So there's a big market for people that troll muskie on Lake St. Clair. Um, it's, there's a lot of charters that do it. And there's a lot of people that are opinionated and that's fine that aren't, uh, aren't for it. Right. Um, but my, my thing is I would like to try trolling for muskie, but I want to get out and I want to cast for them. I know areas that they should be based off their patterns. Like this spring, I know areas right where they should, there, there should be muskie there. Um, it's just a lot more, it's a lot more work. And, you know, it's a grind casting those lures for hours and I retrieve and cast and retrieve. And, you know, you're not just slow, you're burning them back, especially when the water warms up. Like you can't reel them back fast enough. Yeah. Um, but that's, I want to target them casting because I want to get that thrill of watching one follow or trying to figure eight them at the side of the boat or something, you know? So Joe says small size spear, about quarter size pike spear. I'll send you a picture tomorrow. Okay. I appreciate it. And I think I seen at the fishing expo, I'm pretty sure cause I checked out some spears and I'm pretty sure I seen, uh, I'm pretty sure I seen, uh, the guy had a perch spear. Hmm. Have you ever been to Lake Simcoe over there? Canada? I I have not. No. Okay. That's a, that's another, you put that on your uh, bucket list for lakes to go fishing, man. Uh, perch fishing, phenomenal lake. Once you find them, they usually hang out there for their, you know, if you go weekend. So what we used to do is go like Friday night, drive there all night. Yep. Get, get there 6am, grab your license, which you can now buy online. Um, get there, go fish all day Saturday locating the fish you know sorting through them keep your 50 and then know right where you're going to go su sunday and then usually sunday by noon like if you got a group of four guys everybody can have their 50 and then you can get back on the road and and uh get heading back but we, we would do like a bed and breakfast stay mm -hmm. one night you know it might be like 75 bucks a person or something to stay there but um phenomenal lake for perch fishing sometimes you got to go deep for them though but um we used to go in like March where you really didn't need a shanty. 
which is nice. Yeah, yeah. So what do you got planned for, uh, you got any other fishing trips coming up here? Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on, depends on ice. I mean, I think that we're, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape here. Um, pretty good shape here later, uh, after, after this coming week. But, um, yeah, I mean, we've, we've, we're going to be on some different, uh, Lake Marguerite is down by Grayling. I fished that quite a bit last week. My, um, my wife's brother-in-law was there yesterday and got into some really good walleye and whatnot. So I want to get back down there. There's musky there. Yeah, there's there's musky too. That's they stock them. The guy that I bought the dark house from. That's where he 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 told me that he speared a 48 inch musky off of this sucker. So maybe there's juju there. I don't know, but I hope so because you don't want juju like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope I hope whatever comes with all that is good. He goes. Uh, you don't want to end up in the situation I've been in. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're going to be doing that. We, we are going to, um, I'll be putting out a video later this week from our ice camping this past weekend, but I, I just put out a video, um, I guess on Friday that Lake Cornwall flooding is, uh, is in, um, is on the chopping block right now with, with the Michigan DNR, they're planning on draining it and, and removing the dam. So, um, we're going to spend quite a bit of time out there. And quite frankly, it's not, it's kind of hit or miss. It's not like a great, <laughs> it's not a well-known, uh, you know, fishing uh, destination by any stretch. Um, but it's a beautiful area, you know, right there in the heart of the Pigeon River State Forest. So um, we're, we're going to be spending some time there and then also just bring awareness and, you know, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't want to say a whole lot about it yet, but I, yeah. I think there's probably going to be a campaign put together to, to try to save that lake. Um, so I think we're going to be putting a fair amount of energy into, into that effort. And, um, you know, for, for anybody that is, has any interest in that kind of thing, honestly, it's, it's not just, I mean, this is just one little, this is a 200 acre flooding, right. On, on Cornwall right. Creek that runs into the Pigeon River. Um, but this, there really is a bigger statewide issue there right? The DNR owns 200 dams across the state. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> they're not looking to increase that number. They're looking to decrease that number. Um, it, it's a lot of responsibility and it's a lot of liability for them, especially after what happened in 2020, right? Like, you know, so um, I, I think that <laughs> they're going to be looking to remove a lot more dams and that could potentially, you know, uh, affect different fisheries as well. So it's a complicated topic and issue. And I, I fully understand that, but, um, right. anyway, all of that to say, we are going to be spending quite a bit of time out there, if nothing else, just to help bring awareness to, to what's going on there, because it really is a gem of a lake right in the heart of the Pigeon River country. Um, and really one of the few multi-species options in the Pigeon River country. There's great okay. trout fishing all over that area and they do a lot of trout stocking and whatnot, but there's not much, all of those trout lakes that they stock, you can only fish them for four months in the summer, you know, and then they shut it down. You can't fish winter or anything. So, okay. Um, it's kind of a special body of water to us. So we're going to be doing that again. I, you know, we've been talking about going up to the Straits for lake trout, <laughs> you know, we'll, I don't know if this is going to be the year for that now or not, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, Lake Charlotte it might be, Boy. it might be, uh, April, April or May yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 
uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm hoping, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping we can make that happen because, um, that would be awesome, man. I actually used to work for a power company, um, Cloverland Electric, so they cover a lot of the UP. Yep. And um, I used to show up in St. Ignace. That was our uh, that was our warehouse. And when I would park my truck for the morning to show up to work, I was staring at Mackinac Island. Mm. It was awesome. And we had uh, we had our own dock over there on the island with the power company. So yeah. I had my boat up there, my wife and I, or if a buddy was up, the three of us or a group of us would run to Mackinac Island. Wouldn't have to take the ferry. We could just take my boat, tie off, and uh, spend the day there and then take the boat back. But um, are you familiar with the mystery spot? Yes. Yep. Okay. So I used to have a house. If you go down to the mystery spot, you go down about another quarter mile. I had a house down there on the left. Okay. That was the house my wife and I were renting. Nice. While we lived up there. Yeah. Nice. Um, Derek Osmolsky, can you spear perch in the bay? Uh, not Saginaw Bay. You can't spear perch there. Um, Lake St. Clair is the, uh, is the lake for spearing and like we were talking i'm sure it's like a a sniper shot you know what i mean to to be able to actually connect with one but are there regulations on the size of your spear like the width of your spear like i would want to go out there with like a one that's you know as wide as my lawn rake (laughs) (laughs) i don't honestly i don't know i don't know and and uh I don't want to find out the the hard way, so I definitely got to uh, I got to do a little digging into that. Um, um, and I, maybe Joe uh, Joe Nager might have some better intel on that as yeah. far as uh, regulations. Uh, and I know they're in the book, um, but I don't know them offhand. No. Yeah. Scott says he got married right there off of US two. Nice. Yeah, we had a good time when we lived up there, man. The UP is different. Um, you know, it's di- different, different planet, we'll call it, you know, but it, it, it was beautiful. It was nice. Um, St. Ignace, awesome town. Um, all the, all the towns. I spent a lot of time in Marquette prior to that, too, um, which is crazy town because you're just driving, driving, middle of nowhere, and then boom, like you come around the corner and <laughs> you're in a city now. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up oh. in Manistique, Lucas. I don't know if I ever told you that. Oh no, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I grew up right right on the Manistique River there. Um, oh, right nice. The, just just up from the paper mill. Okay. So I, I grew up catching salmon in uh, in the river. Pretty much lived in the Manistique River uh, every summer. Literally in to... the river. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go up and uh, fish a Tequamanon River. Oh yeah. Yes, that's say that's a, a musky. That's a musky fishery that uh, everybody that's been t- talking to me about musky fishing, like you got to go up to Tequamanon. T- the numbers are there, but from what I understand, it's not the size, but it's not the matter of the size. Dude, the one musky I caught this year was like a 26 inch musky and it fought so hard. And then the cartwheels it was doing, trying to get it in the net, you know, and, and it's like dancing on its tail across the water. It was wild. Yeah. Are you connected to, uh, uh, what's his channel? Um, Wandering Youper? I don't think so. Yeah. He reached out to me because I, I, uh, I think I had sent him some rats and he reached out to me. Um, anyway, he gave me an invite because he's he he's doing muskie on the Tequamanin from kayaks and he invited okay. me to come up. So, you know what? Maybe that's where I 
that's where I came across that idea too. Maybe I, uh, I think I must have ran across a one hit one of his videos, but he, I don't think he, uh, I don't think he talks about the river that much. The voodoo magic jig. Uh, my buddy is a manistique right now, ice fishing, smashing them. What, what's he fishing for? Walleye. And where at Scott? Like, there's not a lot the bait... of like well-known ice fishing water right around Manistique. I mean, obviously, if you go to if you go to Danak, you know, a little bit farther down US two. Yeah. Little or Big Bay by you know Escanaba Rapid River, but um, there is Indian Lake is a pretty size is really the only significantly sizable lake there by Manistique. That's where and, uh, that's where Joe Nager went. Yes, he went to Indian Lake. We were, I was talking okay. about Joe Nager earlier. He went up to UP. It was Indian Lake. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was literally the first lake that, I mean, I was ice fishing Indian Lake when I was four. That's actually where I learned to drive on Indian Lake on the ice. <laughs> nice. But I, I want to wait for a little more ice because uh, my nephew lives right on Burt Lake. And I was talking to him the other day. He said there was roughly six inches, six to eight inches. Um, but the last time I went there, uh, it was awesome because I just drove the truck right out on the ice. Yeah. And you just go off the end of the road and ran out of the ice. <laughs> Yep. It's always oh. a little bit of a weird feeling, but it is it very convenient. It's convenient. <laughs> oh man. So, so much nicer. Somebody had commented earlier. Uh, was it Scott? Let's see. I, I meant to star the comment so I could come back to it. Um, let's see here. Yeah. I got to invest in a quad or a snowmobile for the Bay. And the issue with that is so, so I used to have both. I used to run a snow machine on the Bay now, I only used to live a half hour from there. So I used to have a snow machine. I used to have a quad. Um, the issue with it is you almost want to go with groups because if you have issues out there, which I did, um, it, it can be a fight or flight mode. You know what I mean? Like when, when you're, your machine breaks down or something and you're the last one on the ice or you're not the last one, but you're trying to flag somebody down and the last set of headlights goes past you and they're heading to shore. Like you want to talk about panic mode. Um, so I would definitely suggest a quality machine. Um, and with quads, if it's a year with a lot of snow, you got to have chains for the tires. That's a must. Um, snow machines are, are really nice for getting out there, crossing cracks, stuff like that. Where a quad, um, if a crack opens up, you're kind of, you're kind of screwed or could be. So, um, my buddy that runs a charter, he runs strictly snow machines and that that's what he uses and prefers. And, um, he actually does follow outs too. Like you can follow them out to the spot if you got your own machine. And, uh, he prefers that people doing the follow outs also have the snowmobiles as well. But the flip side of that is if you got a lot of ice and not snow, you, you, you know, you need a proper snowmobile snow machine to keep itself cool. Andrew Butlin says the voodoo magic jig. I don't know if you're lagging or if you're just getting caught up, but yeah, we got her back. <laughs> uh, first lure you should throw in the spring. I, I got a Butlin. How about, how about I give it to you? There we go. <laughs> how about I give it to you and uh, <laughs> see how it works for you? What do we got? Uh, opinionated viewer. Lipless is my go-to. So here's something. My buddy Darius is a lipless crankbait guy. And I honestly, I've thrown it twice. Um, and he he's 
it's one of his confidence baits, but I can't seem to get a button. Well, throwing it twice, I guess I haven't really gave it a full shot. I haven't gave it its fair share, but to me, it's just weird. You know what I mean? Um, I know it's got good action. I know it gets bit, but I would rather throw a jerk bait than a lipless. But um, that's another bait I'd like to get comfortable with. He says, I got to catch a fish with it to end the curse. That's first, man. I didn't hear that yet. But he might be right. With that case, I might be taking it to my grave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually the only one out there with the 83 Honda three-wheeler. <laughs> well, I used to be, man. I used to be... Uh, we used to run three wheelers out there. Big red. <laughs> yep, the old Honda Big Red. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm I'm speaking on behalf of going eight to ten miles out on the ice on the Saginaw Bay. Like if you're running, if you're running one, three, five miles out, yeah, you don't need a top of the line machine. You know what I mean? Because at that point, if something happened, you could walk in, you know, and, and probably be okay. Um but yeah, if you if you're going if you're going out to the shipping channel, you're gonna want something really nice or, or in travel with people. Fished Indian Lake. I did awful, man. Dink fest. What were you fishing for, Joe? Yeah, Indian Lake was. I mean, it, it could be hitting. I mean, my experience with Indian Lake was. Geez. 30 years ago <laughs> i was just a kid but uh, we caught we caught big perch and walleye out of there back in the day but it was never automatic it was it was hit or miss <clears throat> yeah three miles on the three-wheeler derek that's probably a good rule of thumb yep one one mile for every wheel on your on your vehicle <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, and I know where he's going out at too. And there's usually quite a bit of people there. And yeah. uh, even if you had an issue, but, um, sometimes, man, you get out on the Saginaw Bay, like I said, you get out there six, eight miles, 10 miles, like you can't see land, you know, it's, it's like a whole different year to driving, you know, and then all of a sudden there's a whole community, there's a whole community of shanties, right? It's like, okay, there's a town out here. <laughs> The guy that makes ramps for the crack, which is absolutely awesome. Yeah, and I heard that guy's drag ramps out there. I've seen the pictures. You'll have you'll have a foot and a half of ice, but it'll it'll split and you can't get across it. Yeah. Only going three miles. Um, Joe Nager, perch and walleyes on Indian Lake. Yep. All right. I haven't got one. So all these comments are on YouTube. No, I had one comment. Uh, Trevor commented from Facebook. But everybody here is on YouTube. Looks like we still got 12 people in here. My buddies go seven, nine miles out. Yes. And it's it's awesome getting out there and doing that. Um, but yeah, if you got buddies you can travel with, that's the best way to go about it. Because I went once by myself and had issues with the four-wheeler. It wouldn't stay running. And uh, what had to happen was this was before a uh, handheld, well, before I used a handheld GPS on it or anything like that. Um, it was an, an electrical issue, but what I had to do was 
it would fire up and it would take off, but then it would cut out. So what I'd have to do is turn the key off, turn the key back on real quick, and then it would take off again. I could go like 30 yards and it'd do the same thing. It would die out <laughs> until, and then it finally stayed running. But when it stayed running, I lost all electronics, like everything on the dash of it, the headlight, everything was out. And I was in the pitch black. And, uh, <laughs> and you want to talk about, you want to talk about, uh, I, and I mean, I followed my tracks for the most part going back in. But when it's pitch black, it's kind of hard to see them, you know. And actually, I had called my buddies. I, I had set the shanty back up. I was just going to stay the night out there or until I got picked up. But, um, yeah, that was an unforgettable experience. And I, st I, I can still remember that last set of taillights driving past me as I was standing on the ice. And, I, I mean, I was running, waving my arms. And I knew they couldn't hear me, but I was screaming, you know, and and not one person stopped granted i was nowhere near them probably like a quarter mile you know away from where they were driving and the last set of taillights went by me and i'm like oh man the, then the fear set in yeah yeah not fun no not fun at all i do this now lucas i know a lot of people talk about this but like anytime that zach and i are out you know pigeon river there's tons of area there in the in the Pigeon River country where there's no cell signal. And mm -hmm. I just, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not going to be a statistic. Right. <laughs> especially, the, especially not with my son. This is the is Garmin in reach mini. That, okay. So just a satellite communication device. So yep. it link, links to my phone via Bluetooth and I can send text messages, you know, with no cell signal whatsoever, it, it connects right. right to satellites and sends text messages that way. And then it has the, has the SOS button on the side there. Yeah. And so if you ever get in a serious pickle, you hit SOS, it, um, it sends an SOS signal to like Garmin emergency response and it sends yep. your GPS coordinates to them. And then they contact local authorities wherever you're at. And, and then they stay in touch with you via text, you know, until somebody gets to you. So. Okay. As, as like it's like fifteen bucks a month, I think, but um, just that extra peace of mind, you know, like knowing yeah. that we're we're no matter what happens, we're never going to be completely disconnected from you know from help. So. Yep my my buddy uh, brought one of those our first year elk hunting because we weren't sure what the service was going to be like. Yeah. And so at our camp where where our tent gets set up, um, the service like occasionally you'll get one bar where you can maybe send a text but once you get out to where you're actually hunting i mean it'll pump right out to 5g you know once because yeah. because we're, we're actually we camp at almost ten thousand feet but we still got to climb up a little bit further to get to where we hunt and uh, once you get up on top of that last ridge it's like night and day like i could facetime if i had to or wanted to you know right right where if you just drop down to the camp forget about it but he has a he had a GPS uh, cell phone or, or something like that that he brought the first year and um, it worked because he was sending me texts from it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Scott said I'm investing in good radio for my big water kayaking this year. Yeah, Scott's got a video on his uh, YouTube where um, Lake St. Clair he dumped it over uh, in his kayak and if I remember right, the water temp was. Uh, he said it last year or last last stream there. I think I want to say he said it was close to sixty degrees, or maybe it was forty degrees. But I remember watching that video. It popped up on my 
on my feed on YouTube. And I'm like, oh boy, I got to watch this. And uh, yeah, he dumped right over. Um, I think it was late spring. But that's a scary thing, man. My buddy flipped his this summer. It was Memorial Weekend. We were out there smally fishing. And um, I just remember turning to look to see what he was up to. And his kayak was flipped right upside down. And we were, we're over a mile offshore, you know, on, on the big water. And uh, I remember looking over and I didn't see him. He was on the other side of his kayak. But um, I was probably 75 yards from him. But when I turned and looked and seen he was flipped, I was like, dude, what just happened? Labor Day weekend. Oh, he's still watching. Yes, this gentleman. Uh, I turned and looked. I was like, he, he like trying to process it. You know what I mean? Because you're not used to seeing a flipped over kayak out on the lake, you know, especially out there in 15 foot of water, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God. So, um, unfortunately, he lost pretty much every piece of fishing equipment and in, in, in a GoPro and a bunch of other stuff. But the flip side of it, we got him back on and got him back in and. Um, he lived to talk about it. Yeah, that's scary stuff. Yeah, Scott says 60, I believe. Yeah, water. And that's still pretty cold, man. It's chilly. Brian said he's in and out. I feel awful today. I was in a little bit of a funk there last week and a half or so. And I don't know. I feel like I'm a little bit better kind of on and off with the kid in school and my wife works at the school. So it's, it's hard to stay away from uh, any type of modern cold. Damn, such a problem. I probably just need to do some fishing. Yes. He, Brian was actually down there. Uh, moral support. Um, Michigan fisherman. He was down there uh, cheering me on while I was musky fishing <laughs> about two weeks ago. <laughs> You got a cheering squad now? Yeah, yeah, that was him. He was he was trying to bring the good vibes, and uh, <laughs> it has not worked. Yeah, he hung out down there. Uh, we he actually cast a couple lines. I let him try throwing. I didn't have the, like the big Medusa on, but I let him throw my. I use a it's an eight and a half foot extra heavy, and you know everything's just upsized, right? Your your bait casters, all that's just bigger, and then you know the lures are. You chuck around a musky lure for four to six hours. You you start feeling it. Then you pick up a bass rod and it feels like a, you know, feels like a Q-tip. <laughs> it's crazy. Calling sick and go ice fishing. Tomorrow? Um, I'm not calling in sick, but I'm probably going to be on the ice tomorrow. was hoping to bring him luck no bueno yeah so that we're, i've been trying I've, and i've had assistance trying to break this curse but it just can't it isn't happening so well we've been on almost an hour and a half what do you think man let's hop off here and uh um call her a night and uh i'll stay in touch with you and if you guys are still here if you haven't checked out his channel old middle boy you search that on youtube he's on facebook on instagram as well um and the one thing i like and i always tell people check out my facebook and instagram it's because i i share pictures on there a lot that don't always get shared on the youtube community or, or stuff like that yeah so it's just another avenue um to get out there or whatever but uh some people just aren't on it even tiktok you know what i mean that's like the 
super popular short form video and some people made fun of me for having one i'm like whatever man like i uh it's just repurposed stuff but it's just uh just a different avenue of social media right um so are you working this week then or what do you got going on me yeah i'm i'm working pretty much every week but i i work from home and i work on pacific standard time schedule so oh that gives me gives me mornings um you know pretty much free so okay um but yeah i'm gonna be uh i've got a monster of an edit now to do from ice camping here the last two days so (laughs) i'm gonna be grinding on that for at least the next three days probably yeah i'll be looking forward for that one man i'm gonna be looking forward to that yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. We didn't we didn't catch a ton of fish, but we had a great time and and uh, met some cool people out there and whatnot. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate everybody stopping in, saying hello. Um, yeah. It was uh it was a good it was a good uh, hour and a half here talking with Curtis. Um, sounds like he's got another topwater lure coming out this spring. Yep. Okay. So, um be sure to be on the lookout for that. I know I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting for, uh, I'll be waiting for that to drop for sure. So you'll, um, you'll thanks be, again, be, Curtis. You'll be the first to get one. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, and I appreciate the time jumping on here, man. It was, it was fun. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully I, uh, send you a message tomorrow with a fish on the ice. So. Yeah. I- I, I I believe in you, Lucas. I think you can. I don't do know it. if I should take this thing with me though, like, or should I leave it behind? That's where I'm kind of stuck. So I'm gonna sleep on that, and uh, and uh, we'll just see what happens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, man. <laughs> All right, buddy. It was nice talking to you. Have a good week, and uh, I'll be looking forward to the the uh, ice camping video. Yeah, awesome. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. All right. See you, buddy. Yep. Take care.